Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne. And today we are interviewing one of our favorite Redhead artists. She is a singer and she's amazing singer, songwriter, musician from Australia, um, Celia Pavey, better known as Vera Blue. She has released two studio albums, a live album, and numerous EPs. Her latest album released last year called Mercurial. And we are going to call her up um, and just give, you know, ask her all of these amazing questions that we have been dying to ask her. You know, if you look at her Instagram, which we'll put in the podcast notes, her hair is so fabulous. Mm, It's long, it's red, it's perfect. And we connected with her through Instagram. Just, I I don't even know how it happened stuff. We were just like, how did we even, you know, get to know her? I don't remember. I think it was, we first were just fans of her music. She's been on our Spotify for forever. Um, We'll definitely ask her, but she has 1.2 million monthly listeners on Spotify and 131 million streams on Spotify for her song, Rushing Back. So she Love is that song. I know. I know. And she just performed in front of like 40,000 people in Denver this summer, like a couple months ago. And so she's killing it. She's doing really, really well. And it's really an honor to be able to interview her and talk to her. And Stephanie and I are really, really big into music. And so I feel like, you know, it's very rare for there to be such a fabulous redhead dominating the music scene, especially in Australia. And even, you know, she's coming to the U.S. for a lot of for a lot of events. So I'm yeah, so excited to talk to her. Yeah, that's super exciting. When, yeah. Yeah. When you, you mentioned Denver, because obviously, I think personally, when I think of a redheaded singer, I think of like Florence and the, Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. Yeah. And her music is very different than Vera's. Um, But personally, I mean, I love Rushing Back. I think that it's such an uh, awesome pump up just like song that I love playing around the house, actually. Um, It's just really just an uh, amazing song. And I love, you know, when you're watching Spotify or listening to Spotify, sometimes, you know, the video will show while you're listening to it. And her energy in this particular video, I don't know if she's on stage or it was, um, it looked like she was, and it really is electrifying. Like it's so just her, the way she commands the stage as an artist is spectacular. And it's really cool that she's from Australia, Adrian. So we're gonna, we yes. are going to be calling her up from Australia. She's not in America right now um, taking this interview. So that's really cool because... I don't think we've talked to a redhead from Australia getting their kind of take on what was it like growing up as with red hair, for example, I know. from Australia. I know, I know. And I'm 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 really interested to know like how she grew her hair so long and like all the fun redhead yeah. questions, like how it was growing up there, like how, you know, like what she does now to keep her hair so vibrant. Because if you mm-hmm. if you just Google Vera Blue on Google, you'll be able to see how vibrant and her hair is her identity. Like you can just tell from her album covers and I can't wait to, to pick her brain and just like see everything that she's up to. And it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome. And for anyone who's listening to Stephanie, wasn't able to be with me 
when we were recording this interview with Vera Blue, but immediately after I sent her the video and she watched it. So it was like you were there, Steph. It was like you yeah. were there. You were there in spirit. So yeah. enjoy <laughs> enjoy the interview and we can't wait for you to hear all about Vera. So let's call her. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Vera, it's so great to have you on the How to Be a Redhead podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's been, I've been following you guys for quite a long time and uh, I got a really big excited shock when I saw the email come through. So it feels very, very real and very like it was supposed to happen. It was meant to happen. We're so honored. We, uh, you know, Stephanie and I love your music. It's like part of like my Spotify playlist. So we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I just feel like some people are meant to meet and we're meant to meet you. So I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. So first things first, we love to ask fellow redheads on the podcast, what was it like for you growing up? And we know you grew up in Australia. So what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? Uh, For me, growing up as a redhead was interesting. I guess like when you're really little, you don't really know any different. Um, A lot of older people are like, oh, look at your lovely red hair. You're so cute. and both my parents are actually redheads and both of my siblings are redheads. So we were like wow. a proper walking, like, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. And we all still are. Um, I guess when I went into to high school, it got a little bit bit harder. I don't know why we get picked on. Maybe because we're different. Maybe because we're beautiful. Maybe because, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it definitely got a little bit hard for a while there. When I was um, in in high school, there was this thing that came out called Ranger, which was basically just pick on every redhead in mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. which was a little bit difficult um at times but now I kind of look back and I'm like my hair's red and it's really freaking amazing and now it's really long and I'm just going to keep growing it as long as I can just to make up for all the all those meanies going you know picking on me for the color of my hair which is so crazy it's so ridiculous but yeah it was it was difficult at times but now I'm just like ah. Oh, whatever. And what, and what about your family? Did like when you, if you were ever getting bullied, were you able to like talk to your siblings or like your family and what did they tell you? Yeah, it was, well, obviously like my parents would just kind of scoff at it and be like, that's so, so ridiculous. Mm. Um, but you know, there was one, um, my siblings both copped it as well, but there was one (laughs) experience that we had there's a little town we lived in a little town called Forbes and there's another town not far from Forbes called Orange and we'd sometimes go there for shopping and you know just to get get things for the week or whatever and we're walking down the street and someone people would literally wind down their windows and scream it out at us and be swearing at us and it was like it was awful Mm -hmm. and this one time we were walking across the street and, and obviously we did look like a bit of a you know 
a bit of a sideshow. <laughs> We've got these five redheads walking across the street. And this person wind down the window and screamed out, Ranga, effing Ranga. And my mum, I think she must have just had enough of it. And she, she's the most beautiful, sweet, gentle, kind woman. And I, I just know she just wanted to protect us. And she was so frustrated at the amount of crap we were being given. And she just went and stuck her finger up at the... <laughs> It was the, we were just like, yes, mum, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't know how she'd feel about me telling you this, but I think it's super powerful and we just loved it. We were like, yes. We went into that shopping mall and we were like, we're going to get everything we want. We feel so good about being redheads. And it was just like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> that is so, so great. I love, I love to hear that. And when did it change for you? Like, was there a certain age or you feel like you still deal with it? Or like, like most redheads say like during like, you know, maybe early twenties, it just got so much better. Is that your experience too? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I was like in high school, I was kind of getting, I was just following the trends and getting short haircuts. I didn't think too much about, about my hair, but I guess when, um, when things were a little bit difficult, I was like, Oh, I'd love to just not have red hair right now. I'd love to diet. I'd love to chop it off, shave my head. Um, but then I think I started going into this like little hippie phase where I was like, Oh my God, I could like, I could grow it really long. So when I left school, I was like writing music and I was going into this like hippie kind of world where I was listening to lots of Joni Mitchell Mm. and like music from the sixties and seventies. And they were all just so free and had their hair really long, wearing flowers in their hair and all that kind of stuff. And I just decided I wanted to grow it as long as I possibly could. And, and I did. And that's when I was like, I really love my hair. I really love mm. having long hair. And nowadays I love it even more because I can go on stage and I can headbang and I can shake love, it around. I love your Instagram videos of that. It. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so fun. I don't know. It's like another form of expression. So I think it all definitely changed once I, I realized I could, I could use it and I could feel good in it. That's so, that's so great. So speaking of that, that beginning time in your life too. So we know that you sing, you play the guitar and the violin. Um, when did these Mm. talents and interests start? And I'm so interested in like the path that you took from probably a young age to where you are now. Yeah, well, it's quite interesting. Like we had lots of uh, music in our family growing up. My mom played the piano and she would sing and my pop, um, loved music, would play the guitar and sing. And, um, my sister would sing. So I kind of like, I think it was inevitable to fall into that, the world of music. And I learnt violin from a very young age. My mum was always really, you know, she really wanted us to learn an instrument because it's a beautiful thing to do. And I remember her asking me when I was quite little and she said, what instrument do you want to, do you want to learn? Cause my sister had already been learning piano, my older sister. And, um, I, we'd been listening to a lot of like kind of Celtic music and I loved like river dance, mm. um, which was a really beautiful thing to watch. And we used to run around dancing to that all the time. And I think I must have seen the harp somewhere and I was like really obsessed with the harp. And I still haven't learnt it, but I love the harp so much. There's still time. And I asked her, can I please learn the harp? And mum said, oh, so I lived in a small country town. She was like, I don't think we can get a harp here, darling. What is there anything else you want to <laughs> learn? And I was like, oh a violin so I learned the violin I was like all right let's do this and um I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like I can't even imagine how scratchy and rickety it must have been for my parents when I first started <laughs> it would have been awful but yeah I, I did that for for many years I did that up until year 12 and I started teaching myself guitar 
you know, when I was about 15, because I really fell in love with Taylor Swift mm. and all that kind of acoustic style, Angus and Julia Stone. And yeah, I didn't continue to play the violin. I, I did whip it out maybe in, tw- I think it was 2020. I did a, um, a, a orchestra show and I whipped it out for one song, wow. but it was a very practiced, um, it was an electric violin moment. Um, but I do really plan on getting back into that. I've got the violin right here and yeah, but it's mostly just guitar and voice. So, so cool. my older sister would start singing and, and when we were very little and I would, I just kind of thought, well, I really like, I love singing too. So I'd just start harmonizing with her and that's kind of just where the, where the singing started. She was always doing the lead and I just loved singing along doing harmonies with her and yeah, it was, it was, it's quite a magical feeling when you get to sing with someone and your voice is like synchronized with them in these, these notes that just match and make you feel beautiful things. You released your album titled Mercurial in 2022 and which songs from this album have resonated with your fans the most? Because we wanted to know this because you have 131 million streams on Spotify for your song Rushing Back and over 1.2 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And Stephanie and I are are two of those. So this is like an amazing <laughs> journey to come from where you were just, you know, wanting to learn all of these like instruments and singing at such a young age to where you are now. I mean, this is phenomenal. So how, (laughs) how do you feel about everything? And, and, and I'm so excited for you. So just a little bit more about that. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's so crazy, like hearing you read out those kind of listening figures and it makes me feel so happy that people are listening. It kind of is a big pinch me moment, actually, when I hear those there's numbers. It's it's wild, and it's what means so much to me. People listening to my music and feeling things, um, and I think for Mercurial, it's it's. I love finding out or trying to figure out as well, and at live shows, what songs have resonated best with my listeners and my fans, and it definitely changes over over time. I think guess I guess when people become more familiar with the record um, and what songs kind of like resonate with them, um, but I think there's a, there's a few songs on the album there's a song called feel better, which is kind of about like, I went through a lot of mental health things and I still Mm. am. And that's part of the journey. Um, and that song is kind of about unleashing, uh, unleashing all those emotions and feelings and kind of just feeling reckless and not, not feeling like you have to contain all those emotions. Um, and that's kind of what the whole record material is about. It's about kind of all the different colors and and feelings and emotions that we feel Mm. and, and how kind of like, jagged it can be from moment to moment um which I also found quite healing and beautiful putting in in a body of work yeah um but yeah it's it's really interesting too because I guess I started out doing the the folk music but now it's it's kind of morphed into this really like I feel like I feel so much more when there's like some crazy synths or stacked vocals or beats and things um in my songs so it's turned into this kind of electronic world it's like its own little universe so it's um it's amazing and I love knowing that people resonate with them live it's different when I do live shows um I think obviously the energy of a live show and if there's like something happening on stage I'm spinning around in a dress or head banging or I get really carried away when I'm performing live which I think is also quite quite magical as well I feel really good and and my fans are, are all there and they're with me and 
yeah, it's really quite a beautiful And they're feeling. singing yeah. with you, which I love the videos where like people are like on someone else's shoulders, like they are vibing with you on stage. I mean, how does that feel? Yeah. You, like see, are, are, are you blanking out on stage and not even, you can't even look? Or, like, <laughs> do you look back at videos and you can't believe it? Like, I, I just wonder when you're on stage, if you just like black out and then you're like, what did it, what just happened? <laughs> it's a bit of both like I guess it depends what kind of show it is like if it's my own show and I've done it a few times I'm like I'm relaxed I'm fully in there and I can like take a moment to to look at people but I've always wanted to ever since I've been performing as Vera Blue I've always wanted to make sure there's that connection I can see into people's eyes or I can kind of I'm not kind of just up there going through the motions just with the band. I'm enjoying the moment with the band, but I'm also kind of unleashing those emotions to to the audience so they can feel as well. It's kind of like a ping pong ball. We're, we're kind of just like throwing the ball to each other and it's it's like this amazing kind of like energetic cycle, which feels really good. Yeah, um, yeah it's a really cool feeling and I love yeah, it. Yeah, that is, that is amazing. I love to watch the videos. And so in June – um, of this year, you performed at the Mile High Stadium in Denver to like thousands of people. I don't know if it was like 40,000. <laughs> do you know how many people were there? I think it was between 40 and 50,000 yeah. and it was so scary. Oh my God. It was like the biggest audience I've ever performed in for like the one artist, Elenium, who yeah. is an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. I put a song out with him recently and it was just the most incredible experience being in, a, in, an, in another country in Denver, Colorado, and there were all these fans there for him and there for his music, which is so electric and wild. And then being able to be on stage and perform the song that we did. And then for another minute after that, I got to be on stage and rock out while there were flames going, there were lasers, there was like pyro. It was like, I'd never seen any show like it because I've, I've seen lots of lots of kind of festival shows, but nothing kind of on the scale of like there were flames going off in the audience. There were lasers that were just like everywhere. It was the most exciting thing, but also terrifying. And your <laughs> hair, terrified. your hair looked so good during that performance. I mean, was it wavy? Is my mind, is my brain remembering that? It was like a little wavy and like so long and the way you were like flipping it. Yeah with the music was yeah, it was. was so good it was just like so so good. I had like um I used I got this like I don't know whether you guys ever use it but I have like this um it's like a hair tool called the mermaid yeah. hair tool yeah, yeah, yeah. and it does like the waves. little waves well I I have it but I forgot to bring it so I was like well I really want that effect so I use my hair straightener and just kind of it took a while wow so you <laughs> took did kind of like section to do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How long did it take? Um. Well, I've I've done it a few times on tours because I've always wanted that effect. But I and I was kind of bummed that I didn't bring the tool because it would have been so much quicker. But I also had lots of time. I was like backstage and I was like, all right, I have like two hours. Let's go. Yeah. So I did all my hair and makeup. I think it, hair probably took about not as long as we thought. I think it was maybe like forty minutes. Oh wow. Uh, but I kind of we were listening to to music and we just kind of get get into the zone and. My wrists get a little bit sore, but yeah. <laughs> and it goes down, keeps going down and down and down. But it's so fun. I, it's just like a really cool effect. It looks really good on stage. It looks, it looks so like good. It's more of my hair. It looks so good. Is your hair naturally straight? I know <laughs> the listeners can't see you, but is it naturally straight? Okay. So it was easy yeah, for you so to this just is like. Natural. Okay. So it was easy for you to like make it mermaidy 
over your naturally straight hair. I get it. That's so nice. Cause Stephanie and yes. I have curly hair. Yeah. So we would have to like straighten it oh, and wow. curl it to like get what you get. So you're so lucky. <gasps> it would take twice as I long. Know. That's why I was like 40 minutes. She mu- that must be naturally straight. It's like too pretty. <laughs> my mom has, my mom has curly hair and I'm pretty sure she used to have straight hair when she was really young. And then something happened. I think it might've just been hormones or something in her body and it went really curly and it stayed curly since then. There's pictures of her about when she's about my age or maybe a bit younger and it's just like so beautiful wow. and curly and oh yeah, it's, I love curly red hair. I'm like, one day I want to get a perm. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's just like having curly hair. I feel like it's so much like being a redhead. Like you have to, you mm. hate it and then you learn to love it. I feel like it's so yeah. similar to that experience. So yeah, Stephanie and I, we yeah. straightened it for like ever and ever. And now I'll just like run a straightener or like a blow dryer through it. But like, you know, I don't spend the, nearly yeah. the amount of time I used to spend on it growing up and like frying it to death, you know? <laughs> Yes. Yes. You go, wait, I think I want to look after my hair and embrace it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone should. Um, and this wasn't even on the call sheet that we sent to you, but I was wondering, so there's a song I love of yours. It's called the one. And I know it was for the motion picture, um, Sherlock, Sherlock gnomes, right? Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> and it's with Elton John. Am I correct? It is. Isn't yes. that amazing? Like I, I have that on my Spotify playlist of like one of the songs I love, not realizing that it was for that motion picture. And <laughs> I, I just, that. I just love it. I just love it. And I listen to it all the time. And then I don't know why I didn't realize it was like Sir Elton John, who was also on the track with you. How did that feel? How did that so come cool. about? Oh, it's such an amazing, I kind of love the storyline. You know, it's crazy. I've actually never met him in the flesh, but we know each other well. Um, When I was on on The Voice um, years ago and before I went on The Voice, I was uploading videos. I would have been about 16, 17. I was uploading videos on YouTube. I was doing original songs, um, just songs sitting in my backyard with a little hippie headband on and my dogs walking around in the backyard behind me um and I'd upload them on to YouTube because I thought you know what whatever I like I just wanted to to share what I was doing and I felt really passionate about it and I did I wrote a song called Candle in the Night and obviously he has a song called Candle in the Wind um and they must have just he must have just stumbled across it. it was him and um Nick Littlemore who is part of a band in Australia called Penal. Um, and I've worked very closely with him too, but this was prior to the fact and they must have just stumbled across it and were like, oh, this is, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Um, and, and I think they wanted to work with me before I decided to go on The Voice and it kind of never really happened. And then I went on The Voice and then it was kind of this thing where I was like, oh, she's now like, she's got a deal. She's signed and now we can do something. So yeah, after all that, like it just kind of fell into place and there was this this moment for us to create something together. And, and it was, it was such a nice feeling being on a track, like involved with Elton John. I like, know it's one of those things that just wow. blows my mind. And he, ha- he has obviously like a radio station. And since I've been releasing the Vera blue music, he has been supporting it and, and putting on his, his like little radio thing. And yeah, it's really cool. I think it's called rocket hour. And the first time he ever mentioned uh, my, one of my songs, I think it was, um, I can't remember what song he put on there. I can't remember, but it was like the craziest feeling. It was like Elton John was like, this is a new artist from Australia named Vera Blue and this is her song, blah, blah, blah. And I was going, what? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and yeah, it was really, really cool. That was such a sign. I, I mean, I know, you know, some people believe in it and some people don't, but I think like there's signs in life that you're on the right path. And that had to be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing in life. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. hundred percent. And I think like, he's also just so, he's such a beautiful man. He's very supportive of music mm. and very supportive of Australian artists. He loves Australia. He loves coming here. He's got beautiful fans here that adore him um so it's really nice to be part of his world yeah, yeah. wow wow I know there's going to be so much more of that so we're so excited for you <laughs> um and now to go into your hair um because I know we talked about it briefly but I just feel like so many people are going to have questions about your hair so you said in an interview with body and soul that you love your long hair and you want to grow it as long as you can so do you know exactly how yes. long your hair is right now and what you want it to be like, do you have like a length requirement? Like, okay, I want it to be so long. Mm. You want it to touch a certain place. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I'm kind of like, um, I have a hairstylist that I go to regularly um, named Richie Grizzolo, and he's like obviously in love with the of length. Course. And every time I go see him, there's this. Sometimes there's this moment where we're like, do we do a good girl gone bad? Do we cut it short? Do we do something crazy? And then he's like, no, we're just trimming a little bit. And then we're just going to let it do its thing. Um, I think it's currently like down to, it's kind of just getting past the top of my bottom crack. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, that's super long. Um, it has been longer before. I think like maybe years, oh, I think maybe 2014, 2014, 2015, it was really, really long. And then I kind of cut it shorter. Um, but it was kind of crazy. I was like, it was really quite thick, my hair. And then I had all this... Uh, crazy stuff where I was on on the contraceptive pill and then I went off the contraceptive mm -hmm. pill and my hair fell like a lot of my hair fell out yeah. and it got really really thin and I was like this is crazy mm -hmm. um so since then it's since like 2017 2018 it's kind of just been growing back and now it's just this thick it just keeps getting thicker and <laughs> and I'm like I can barely wear it in a ponytail anymore because if I do, I have to wear like four bands because it's quite heavy. And you get a headache? Do you get um, a headache sometimes from wearing it? So like it's like yeah. all that pressure on your head. If it's like super tight, I find if I just wear it in a big blobbly bun, it's quite comfortable. Um, but I'm kind of just like, I'm just going to push through any kind of pain I experience because I really love having long hair. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I identify with having long hair, but I have to tell you, it took me so long to get a hairstylist who doesn't want to cut it all off. So right. many people are scissor happy. The minute they see the color and like they, they see it, it's long, they want to just chop it all off. And I have found, finally yeah. found someone who's like, not willing to chop it all off to my shoulders because it's like part of my identity yeah. and he listens to me, but it's taken me like, it's yeah. probably taken me like a good 20 years to find someone good. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. I guess too, like part of it is as well is that they want to like, they love to keep it health in the best health that it possibly can be. And they want to cut mm -hmm. out all the dead ends off. So I think, I think the most important thing is like, looking after the hair so that there's no no reason for, for them to cut it off um with with Ricky he's very like he's very adamant and very wants to wants me to look after it and so do yeah. I so I, I use certain products and and things to kind of keep it in the best shape so that it can do its thing for as long as possible yeah that's so great so speaking to of the color so obviously natural you've never <clears> dyed it 
I have. So another, there was another time, um, it's always been, been this color, but when I also went off the pill, the color changed as well. Like it was still red, but it started to go like, it was quite a light color at the roots. And I think inevitably as I get older, it might change, Mm -hmm. but I was like, this is weird. I don't like this. I want my hair. So I, he gave it, I think he called it like a, like a, uh, like a tone or something, like a but it was pretty much just a dye. Yeah. yeah something okay. like that, just to bring the colors mm-hmm. out. And then, but it's all just come back now. So yeah, I haven't had it, had it dyed red for like maybe two years, oh, wow. um, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. We were like, you know, I didn't have to, I could have just kind of accepted the color that was, that was coming out at the time. But I just, I just really loved having, having the color that I had before. So I gave it a little bit of a dye and then eventually I think as my hormones settled and or whatever was going on in my body settled, it might've been stress as well. Um, the natural color started to come back Isn't that and crazy? I have, I have done, it's so weird. The body can do crazy yeah. things and it's like, it's mind blowing to me. And, I was, and it also kind of was a bit of a reality check in terms of, you know, certain things with health, stress can do the body or what putting certain medicines in your body can do as well. So, but I, I think once my hair settled and it chilled out, we wanted to kind of do something fun. So I recently, uh, it might've also been a year ago, actually, I was like, I want a bit of pink in my hair. I feel like that would be really fun. Yeah. So we, I did like a photo shoot for one of my single covers and I had Ricky put like pink kind of extensions in and I loved it so much that I was like, I want to see what this is like. So I went and he did the little bleachy things. It was very nerve wracking and then put the pink in it. And then that lasted for a while. And then it kind of now just come out um, in as blonde bits, which kind of just looks a bit like sun. It does. I was actually really wondering nice if well. you like, cause you know, a lot of redheads, like if you like put your hair up, in a bun or a ponytail, you'll have that strip. Like I have a strip of blonde yeah. right back there. And we've posted about it on Instagram and all of our followers were like, Oh my, I had the same thing. I didn't know it was like a redhead thing, yeah. but I was wondering when my I was looking at you. Oh really? That's so cool. Yeah. My sister has it. And I've, and I don't know what it is at the back. Like, why is it always at the back? <laughs> I don't know. It's like in the back. Like I I thought originally I got it from just wearing my hair up all the time, but then it's not because yeah. of that, I guess. It's so weird. It's something to do with the... It must be just a thing. Yeah, it's just like the way your the body produces the red hair. It's the strangest thing. It's something yeah. we all have in common. It's so cool. It's like we've got like... A, it's like we're a skunk, like a type of skunk and we've got our own little like strip of like... <laughs> skunk is the weirdest example right no, now. No, 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 no. It is. Skunk, it's that strip. You know, it is. Yeah. I think that that's actually perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually, I, I think I do have that. I think it's always still been there, but now I've got a couple of little, little highlighty things that I haven't really touched for a while, and it just, it's fun. It just gives a little, little texture and a little bit of color. And but yeah, I don't think I'd ever dye it my whole head any other color because I, I love being a redhead. We've <laughs> actually been doing these series on the streets of New York City where we. We walk up to redheads on the street and we ask them, like, "How was it growing up as a redhead? Like, will you share your story?" And so we're going to start doing a a series, but it's so wild. Like I love that. what redheads have in common. Like we have so much in common that it's like the craziest, it's the craziest thing. Oh my God, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We so do. Do you have freckles on your elbow? Oh, you know what? No, I, I do. I maybe. <gasps> You're a different one. 
my brother you're a different one my brother i don't think my brother has freckles on his elbows but my sister and Stephanie, I do, and my mom. Stephanie's <laughs> full of freckles. Like I bet, I bet she yeah. does. I, she has them. I love Stephanie's eyelids. She has freckles on her eyelids. Yeah. And sometimes she's like, I don't even want to oh, wear wow. eyeshadow because it covers up the freckles. Yeah. I just love that. And I don't have it, but I wish I did. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. And I, like, I think too, when I was, when I was kind of growing up, I wanted to cake makeup on as well. I wanted to kind of cover up the freckles. Mm. I wanted to like, I wanted to be tan. I wanted to do all these things, but now I'm just kind of like, I don't like getting, I don't like getting a tan. I try not to because our skin is very, you know, we're very prone to getting skin, skin things. Um, I've actually got a sunspot on my lip that I'm like, I need to go get sorted. Like I just, yeah. and I've had a sunspot spot on my nose just from like when I was a kid going like, I really want to tan. So I'd lay out in the sun, <sighs> but now I'm just kind of like very aware of it. I want to be very, my dad had a melanoma. Um, it's so scary. So it's, it's so scary. But the freckles thing, it's, it, do you experience, do you have freckles at all? I have freckles on my, on my shoulders and my arms oh, your and like my knees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on your knees. I have them on my knees yeah. as well. I find it so weird when, like, like even if I put sunscreen on, if I go out into the sun, the freckles on my face, it's like they go, ah, I'm here. <laughs> like, even if they're protected, it's totally. like they, they pop out and they're like, what's up? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here to play. I'm here to show you. And I also find, too, like, in terms of makeup as well, I don't, like your sister, I don't tend to wear too much mascara these days but I know you guys do a red mascara we do. we're gonna send you everything we'll I'm... send you everything yeah of course I'd love to try mm-hmm. it because whenever I put like I love I love wearing black mascara for shows sometimes because it just adds a little extra dimension to to the eyelids but I don't I tend not to wear um mascara because I just find my eyes get really sensitive to it, it makes my eyes like water really um bloodshot yeah makes my eyes water my mum has a lot of um you know I think she doesn't like to wear mascara either and well, I think she likes to wear it, but I think it does stuff to her eyes. She's got very sensitive eyes. So I might be a lot like my mother in that aspect. I don't like too many things in my eyeballs. Yeah. But maybe some red mascara would look cool. Yeah, well, definitely. We're going to definitely hook you up. Like I was already thinking about wow. how we have to send you a package. So we're, we're, we'll definitely. I'm really <laughs> excited. We actually have two new shades coming out in November um, that are like similar awesome. to it. So yeah, we're really excited. So we'll send you everything now and then when the new shades come out too. It's such a good thing because, like, you know, a lot of, like, makeup and, and cosmetic brands and stuff, they don't cater to redheads. I and I think, like, obviously we we can wear, like, we can wear all colours. We can wear, we can do what we want. But I think it's nice to have to have something that's specific for us because sometimes we just don't know what why it looks wrong when we put something on. We don't know why it's not working. So it's awesome that you guys are doing that. Oh, so we thank you so much. Thank you. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's such a passion for us. You know, we just love everything that we do. And um, yeah, yeah. The ne- actually, the next thing we're working on right now is formulating the right uh, sunscreen. And that's like a whole thing. But I was going to ask you how you protect your skin in Australia, because I do have to say, I love to travel. Australia and New Zealand are on the list of places that my husband and I really want to go. But I know that yeah. trip to Australia, I, I cannot get a sunburn. And like, I know that like, it's so hot. So what do you do? What do you do to, to protect your skin? It is. And the sun here is like, it, 
it's especially in the summer i mean even in the winter like it's not super hot but like in the winter but it's because it's currently winter at the moment but it will still get you like it's still it's still got a bit of sting so i find i even bought the products here i Ooh. use this um aspect it's like a 50 50 plus 50 spf on my face before i put makeup on okay. um and i just find that it's like it just will last like under the makeup for as long as it needs to um sometimes i forget to put it on and like i i will notice if if i go out into the sun i'm like oh no Same. i didn't put the sunscreen on and then like it just kind of looks a bit my nose always red. gets red i know i find here and then and then my forehead um and then oh, i think in the summer it's just like i always just kind of wear nice loose long sleeve stuff and sunscreen on my chest and and stuff like that so yeah i also have this i recently got it i was in um where was I? I was in America might have been in Texas in Austin and we went to the Mecca store or was a Sephora and there's this brand called bright smile big live big I think that's what it's called oh no it's super goop oh super goop oh yeah I, I was seeing it I was like, it looks goop. like super goop but yeah maybe yeah and that's their and they have the sunscreen mm-hmm. they have the sunscreen lip stuff because I've been so like like scared about my lips and getting sunspots on my lips so and a bit of aquaphor is always good I love aquaphor. I do too. it's not like sun safe but no I do too I like... put it around my eyes at night like I love Same. aquaphor yeah I saw on I saw uh, one of the Kardashians did did an interview and she said she uses it like all the time just all, like all over and I was like all right I'm getting into it yeah <laughs> it's so it's so good uh, do you have sensitive skin or do you break out or what's your skin like it's it's definitely a little bit sensitive like it, i if if i put too much like oily stuff on it it can it can break out mm. um but it's calmed down quite a lot i did go through also when i came off the pill that bloody contraceptive pill oh. my skin broke out like crazy um so that was a journey in itself mm. <laughs> like getting getting through that and then also you know with what was what i was using on my skin was making my skin more prone to getting sunburnt so it was like a whole a whole thing so there's been lots of like a lots of like moments where I've realized that I need to really look after um my gingery things like my my skin color and 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 hair so it's been like really quite a learning experience being a redhead Isn't in the it? last few years yeah yeah it's so true it's always it's always, it's always a learning experience if I ever have a, a kid that's redhead which this is probably likely I wonder how turbo I'm going to be about like sunscreen and all that stuff. Do you have any redhead kids? No, no, I don't have kids, but Stephanie has two kids. <laughs> um, they're not redheads yeah. that we think right now, um, even yeah. though they're very, very fair. So she is yeah. <laughs> always applying sunscreen on them. Like she, you walk her when yeah. you were in her, at her house, she has them like in a hat and like, she doesn't rub, it's just like zinc, you know? So it's like they're even yeah. whiter than normal because they have like zinc, but she doesn't care because she, she was much more athletic than I was. So she did all of the outdoor. Mm-hmm. She did track, indoor, outdoor, cross country, tennis, soccer. So she was outside wow. as a kid more than I was and never wanted yeah. to wear sunscreen. And so now she's always at the yeah. dermatologist. She has so many more freckles than I do and they're beautiful and, and she loves them, but she's like, I'm going to make sure that my kids like don't get the bad sunburns. And like, she remembers her worst sunburns. Like we all do, you know? So yeah. 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 It doesn't take us long to get burnt either. I remember when I did, I did a lot of track, um, 
like little athletics and stuff like that. And that's, and it was always shoulders, shoulders and nose and forehead and chest. Yeah. It was just like straight away. I know. It's crazy. I know. So our listeners can't see you, but you have a beautiful pink headband on. Is it pink? Yeah. I love that. Because they say redheads can't wear pink, <laughs> don't they? Can, have you heard that before? I have heard that. And like, I wear pink all so the time. So do I. Just, you just go for it. Like wear whatever color you want. I feel like there's like all these rules where like, I guess some things are more complimentary and, and some things you go like, oh, wow, I know what they say about redheads wearing this nice emerald green color. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can just go for it and wear whatever colors we want. Like, Me too. Whatever goes, really. Me too. Whatever feels good, I reckon. That's, all, that's what it's all about, feeling good. And so when you perform, you're in like these colorful, dramatic outfits. Um, we even love the mm-hmm. white dress with the, like the twinkly lights you twirled in on in YouTube that we were watching some of your videos. <laughs> but um, is, is your hair always a factor when you're choosing outfits on stage or do you just love something and you're like, my, hair, my red hair looks good with everything? I kind of, it's, I think maybe because I'm, sometimes I don't actually think about now that I have red hair because I kind of just like, I just will pick things that I really like. I'll just go with something that I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Or it's all kind of like an expression for me. So I think I'm trying to figure out if there's anything that I've worn that didn't work with my hair, but I think because I just didn't focus on it. So I didn't know. Maybe someone in the corner is going, that doesn't look good with her hair color. But in that moment, I'm going, this feels good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all that matters. But it's mostly, you know, really, really bright, colourful stuff. At the moment, the new mu- music that I'm working on actually is is kind of going into a darker, more of a witchy world, oh, cool. which is kind of cool because I'm leaning into a few more darker, interesting pieces mm. to wear. I kind of was wearing like blacker things when I first started doing the, the Vera Blue stuff and then I went into this really colourful, mercurial world. And then now I'm kind of going into this kind of witchy world, which I find is really exciting. That's really like cool. I feel like yes, yesterday I watched Bewitched, and it was the love best thing that ever. movie. I oh love my that god, movie. she is just oh, I'd never seen it before, and it came on, and I was like, I'm starting it again, and I love like little nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just the best. Yeah. Oh wow. So yes. Wow, that's so. Cool. We're getting witchy, ladies. We're getting witchy. That's so great. So. <laughs> I, I love talking to you. I feel like when I, I just got so excited when I heard that you're doing new music. So what's next for you? Can you tell us about any projects you're working on or like what's on the horizon, especially for these millions of people that are listening to you mm. every day on Spotify? <laughs> um, well, I guess I only put out Mercurial last year, but that album took, I think I'm counting now, it took way too long to make. It took, I, I guess, as long as it needed to make for it to, you know, end up the way it sounded and felt but I'm kind of I've been ready to just move on and and create a new universe for Vera Blue and a new palette um a new kind of place for people to go um so I'm really excited it's I've been working on stuff I was in the studio last week and it's feeling really really fun still Mm -hmm. dancey still kind of all the emotions but there's I'm saying different things now I'm kind of using my voice differently um, and the production has kind of gone into this kind of nineties kind of dance world, which I'm really excited about. That's so, so cool. It's feeling really good. And I kind of, I, I, I've been wanting to say different things cause I know that my fans, you know, relate to all the things or, or connect in a certain way to things that I, that I say in songs. So I'm kind of want to showing them like a new, a new side of me, a new kind of, yeah, 
universe. So oh my God. yeah, I'm excited. Really excited. Really. I'm, I'm so excited. I know Stephanie's so excited and, um, yeah, we just can't wait. So just keep doing what you're doing. And, um, I think the best, the best part of like having your fan base is like, people are just going to follow your journey and be so inspired by you. Cause <laughs> I'm so inspired by you. The fact that you're so oh, talented you. and you've done like such an amazing <laughs> job with your career. And like, you have such a great outlook on it. I just think it's so amazing. And the fact that you're a redhead is like totally a bonus, you know, because we can like, yes. not only do we love your music, but we're like, we really love her red hair and can resonate with it, you know? Oh, thank you. That means so much. I mean, it's like, it's been a crazy career so far, but yet I still feel like it's, it's just beginning. So, and it's been scary. There's been times where I've been like, you know, and I still get scared. I'm like, what, what's happening? Like, what, who am I? What am I doing? Like, what, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if it's, I feel like it's wrong. Like, there's all these things that, that I go through with being a creative and being an artist that I think a lot of fans depend on to be able to you know, tell their story and things like that to relate to. So um, it's a lot of pressure, but it's also once you can kind of harness it in the right way, it's quite a beautiful thing to to experience when you get to go out and perform the songs and know that people are listening to the songs anywhere in the world. So yeah, it's, it's really special. That's so great. I know I just heard a quote that I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not articulate, so it's not going to be exactly word by word, but it said basically when you get out of your comfort zone, that's when growing happens. And it's such a simple thing, but it's so true. And so sometimes when I'm feeling like that anxiety of like, oh, this is new, like, I don't know, I'm not in my comfort zone. I, I, I feel good knowing that that means that I'm growing and becoming a better person, like becoming a better version of me. So I feel like that's maybe what you're doing is like doing something new and exciting. And like, that is what's going to keep you going, you know, because you can't just keep doing Yeah the same thing. Like I'm speaking about myself too. And I think that that's so amazing yeah. that you're like, I'm just going to keep going with what I feel like. And you know, even new genres, yeah. that's so awesome. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. You have to, you have to evolve. And, and I think that's also what kind of like keeps us going as creatives. We can kind of scratch that itch. We can like, um, and we also have to remind ourselves that not everybody's going to like it and not everyone's going to to resonate with it but that's okay you have to do I have to do this kind of for myself yeah. as well I have to unleash these kind of creative things and and just know that it's it's part of part of my musical journey um which is really exciting it's a good feeling but there are lots of emotions that come with it <laughs> yeah yeah no I can only imagine and you make it look so easy but I think when people look make things look easy there's a lot of hard work behind that Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like that hair it's flip true. and that I performance do. in Denver, like that was a long time coming. I'm sure you just didn't like pop up there. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, and my neck was definitely saying, why did you do this? <laughs> why did you headbang so hard? If I'm doing a tour, I can actually, I can, my, my neck actually grows stronger. So if I can do a few shows in a row, my neck's actually like really strong. But if I haven't done a show, and then I head bang really hard. I'm like, not, it's not like a bad pain. It's just like a sore muscle, but it's like quite sore the next day. <laughs> that is so It's funny. worth it. It's so it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Beauty is pain. Your neck pain is worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. But I do love, I love that quote that you said, because it, it actually just reminded me of like, cause I always forget about that, that kind of concept. And, and it's reminded me that I do need to yeah, it helped me. It's reminded me that I need to keep going and and push through those kind of feelings of discomfort to 
to be able to reach where you want to you want to be. Yeah. Well, Sir Elton John saw something in you, sees something in you, and obviously everyone else does too. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Yes, it's nice it's nice to have the support oh well thank you so much like vera blue the vera blue thank you so much for coming on oh thank you so much for having me it feels so surreal to finally have done this with you guys oh that's so cool it's so cool for us <laughs> thank you thank so much you. for having me redheads have you heard we added our first hair care product to the how to be a redhead beauty line it's called finally glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. So yeah, she was absolutely amazing. She's such an inspiration. I love that she was wearing a pink headband. I love that she Mm -hmm. doesn't care to wear black mascara or any mascara. Like she loves her blonde lashes and I love her career path. She's very focused. She is, you know, extremely talented. You can just tell from the way that she grew up that she started with singing and songwriting and it just seemed like she grew up in an environment that really welcomed her talents and she, you can just tell that she's continuing to grow and, I feel like she's so humble, but the fact that she actually did a song with Sir Elton John, I mean, that's oh, insane. OMG. I know, <laughs> I know. It's a major deal and she's so humble about it. And, uh, you know, even when I was like, you have 131 million streams on Spotify or you have 1.2 million monthly listeners. And she was like, oh yeah, when you say it like that, you know, she's so great. And I think that that's probably yeah. why she's been so successful because She loves what she's doing and I can't wait to see her work. She said that it's going to be a little different for the work that she's working on right now. And um, I didn't say this to her stuff, but I can imagine like the pressure that artists must feel to like keep making art. And, you know, she just came out with Mercurial, her album late last year, you know, but time flies and she's already like, oh, I'm, I'm creating new music. And um, I think she should be very, very proud of herself. I think that she's going to do really great things. And so yeah, if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, um, wherever you listen to music, wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to Vera Blue's channels because we love her music. It's just something that you can listen to in the car. It's fun. It's upbeat. You can like play it at like a summer party, fall party, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, so give her a follow. Right now I'm looking at her Spotify. I just love the out al- her album cover. Me you too. know, it's just it's so beautiful. She loves playing with color. And I will say she rocks a middle part. Doesn't like, she? True true truly amazing. I mean, I wish I could rock a middle part like she can. Yeah. Um, but loved hearing her tips too when um about her hair. Because it is really beautiful and so long, so long. Yeah, yeah. And she always pairs that with like such colorful, dramatic outfits that we talked about. But I think that, you know, she's really unique. I love that she she really, she rocks her red hair. Like, you know, it's part of her. You can just tell that it's it's a part of her image. And I just really like that. I admired her. And I think that she, yeah, she's going to keep doing great things. So I can't wait for the next music. I'm like, I'm anxiously waiting for it. So I'm so, so yeah, pumped. Yeah, so 
redheads give her a follow and start dancing because we all need a little, you know, dancing in our in our daily lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And support other redheads. That's what we're all here to do. Yeah. Yes. So now it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media comments, emails, and DMs. And if you've been listening to this entire season, you know that we love including these questions at the end of our episodes. So we'll be answering three. Um, and today's questions are focused on sneak peeks that we recently posted on social where we shared photos of our new mascaras with a new brush and two new shades being added to the Finally Have Lashes family, as well as concealer launch news and lipsticks. So if you have a question um, before we get into the three that we'll be sharing right now, DM us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or email us on h2barpodcast at gmail.com. So Amy on Threads. She wrote in saying, very excited about the lipsticks. What color are they? I know. Ooh, good question, we, Amy. We um, do, how much we do did, we want to share, Adrian? I know. We did like a little sneak peek of the shades. And I can tell you that we're, we're starting with the three basic shades, like three shades we think every redhead should have in their makeup bag. Um, so there's like a nude and there's a pink and there's a red, but they are all custom colors that Stephanie and I have, you know, said like, this is what we love. This is what redheads would love. And we feel like the undertones are great for redheads. Um, and yeah, we're excited for you to see, of course, they're clean, made in the USA, vegan, the whole nine yards. So that's really all we can say right now, but we have been working on these lipsticks for a very long time. It's, we're so excited. And then going into the second question, it's very similar. Lily on Facebook wrote in saying, I'm hoping one of your lipstick shades is a rosy pink. We're definitely doing Mm -hmm. a pink. We're definitely doing a pink. Um, And keep in mind that more shades will come out. But we wanted to start with the three basic shades, just like we did with Finally Have Lashes. And then you can see we're launching even more shades. So we start with the basics and we grow. So, And we'd love to see what you guys are saying. So we think you're going to love our pink. Yes. And then lastly, Cody on Instagram wrote in saying, are your new product releases going to be clean? Yes, yes, yes. 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 The entire how to be a redhead makeup line, hair care line is all clean. So yes, um, we're very proud of being clean. Um, We think that it's really important. So especially, you know, when it comes to products that you're putting topically on your face, right? if you're a sensitive redhead, for example, you won't react. We've tested and tried every product that we have currently and then what we're coming out with. And we're proud to be clean and Leaping Bunny certified, so cruelty-free, we're vegan, paraben-free. Um, and the new launches are made in the USA. So we're very, very proud. Yeah, so, so excited. And we actually have two more products that are being released that we don't even we haven't even done sneak peeks for yet. Uh, and they're actually releasing pretty soon. So we will give news. We try to keep everything a secret. We want the excitement and we can't wait for you guys to see more. So can't tell you how excited we were to interview Vera Blue. We feel like it was an honor and we're so pumped for her future. So thank you so much for tuning into the interview. We had a blast. So if you want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast, give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with the products mentioned and so much more. Rock like a redhead. redhead.